When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to What to Say When Things Get Tough, a podcast dedicated to helping you communicate effectively in difficult situations, both professional and personal. I'm your host, Leonard S. Greenberger. Today, we're going to zoom in on the O in the code for trust and credibility. That O stands for openness and honesty. It may seem obvious that effective communication requires openness and honesty, and indeed the 15 to 20 out of 100 points that openness and honesty represents in your overall code score, while those are relatively easy to earn. During this relatively brief episode, we'll cover ways that you can bolster your openness and honesty score. Now, no matter what, effective communicators must always tell the truth. Being deceitful or trying to hide something always backfires. And once you're caught, you're pretty much done. That's what I tell my clients. I can teach you the skills and techniques of risk communication. I can practice with you for days or weeks, but if you're not honest and open, there's really nothing I can do to help you. Now let's go back to the story I shared in a previous episode about the executive at the utility whose nuclear power plant released a small amount of radioactive water into a local lake. Now, if you remember, this executive attended a public meeting at his local high school to talk about what had happened. Now he earned openness and honesty points because He acknowledged that the leak had taken place, he took responsibility for it, and he admitted that he and his colleagues were still trying to figure out exactly why the leak had occurred. And he promised to find out what had happened, and when he did, to share that information with the community as soon as he had it. The same principle applies if you have to explain a mistake to your boss. Don't beat around the bush. After you've expressed caring and empathy, explain exactly what happened and why, take responsibility promise to figure out what went wrong, and describe what you're going to do to prevent it from happening again. I can guarantee you that the conversation will be much easier, and chances are that the ramifications of the mistake, if any, will be less severe. This is something that politicians never seem to remember. Rather than admitting the truth and accepting responsibility, they too often resort to obfuscation and cover-ups, an approach that, in my mind, rarely works out well. I remember an anecdote that my dad used to share often about a television interview that he saw with George H.W. Bush, the first President Bush, that he gave after losing a primary race that he had expected to win during the 1980 presidential election. I think it was New Hampshire. The reporter asked the future vice president and president why he thought he lost. And he replied, I have no idea what happened, but we'd better figure it out or we're going to be in big trouble. And with that surprising and disarming candor, Bush earned at least one lifelong fan and supporter in my father, and trust me, he generally is not supportive of many Republicans. And of course, he went on to be vice president for eight years and president for four years. So unlike too many other politicians, I hope that you find it obvious that breaking through and winning people over depends on telling the truth. What may be a little less obvious, though, is that it also depends on showing the truth. When it comes to openness and honesty, you really have to send the right nonverbal messages. Nonverbal messages are absolutely essential 
when it comes to effective communication in difficult situations. And we're going to spend many future episodes of the podcast on what that means. But for the purposes of a conversation about openness and honesty, let me share a few points that will help to boost your openness and honesty score when it comes to nonverbal communication. And the first is to make good eye contact. In determining whether or not you're a trustworthy and credible person, people are going to pay closest attention to what you're doing with your eyes. In fact, they're going to be paying closer attention to what you do with your eyes than what you're actually saying. And anything other than maximum eye contact will send negative signals to people in difficult situations when they're angry, worried, and suspicious. Anything you do with your eyes other than make good eye contact is going to be interpreted as deceptive. And a second thing you need to do, or can do, to boost your openness and honesty score is to remove barriers from between you and your audience. If you have to discipline an employee, for example, I recommend that you don't sit behind your desk and have them sit on the other side. Come around your desk and sit across from that person so there literally is no barrier in between you and the person that you're talking to. That was true, by the way, of the utility executive who appeared at that public meeting. There was a podium on the stage, but we encouraged him to get out from behind it. We didn't want him to have anything in between him and his audience. That sends a psychological signal that you're worried yourself or nervous or most relevant to this conversation that you have something to hide because you are literally physically attempting to hide from the audience. And the final point I want to make today about good nonverbal communication from an openness and honesty point of view is to show your hands when you speak. Hiding your hands in any way, behind your back, in your pockets, even clasped together, well, that's exactly the same thing as having a physical barrier between you and your audience. Your hands essentially function as a podium or a desk. Research also shows that open hands send a very positive signal when it comes to openness and honesty. We'll cover this again in a future episode where we're going to talk about nothing but what you need to do with your hands to communicate effectively in a difficult situation. But generally, when people can see your open palm, that sends a good positive message. It means you don't have a weapon that you're going to use to hurt them. It means you're not trying to hide anything. And it sends all kinds of positive signals from an imagery point of view. And the last point I want to make is that it's perfectly acceptable to follow the example set by the utility executive and by George Bush during his 1980 election campaign and acknowledge that you don't know something or you don't know the answer to a question. And the people I work with often worry about not being able to remember an important fact or the answer to an obvious question, but that's okay. If you don't know, say so, but promise to follow up. And here's a ready-made response that I encourage my clients to have in their hip pocket for those situations. That's a very good question, but the answer escapes me at the moment. Let me have your phone number. I'll find out the answer and get back to you no later than the end of the day tomorrow. And then you have to make sure to keep your promise and follow up or you're going to start losing points on the dedication and commitment portion of your overall code score. And also, you need to be well prepared because if you say you don't know the answer to too many sort of obvious questions that people think you ought to know the answer to, you're going to begin to undercut your expertise and competence score as well, not to mention make them begin to think that maybe you actually are trying to hide something by simply saying that you don't know.
One of my loyal listeners asked an excellent question last week, and it's one that I've gotten many times over the last four years. Now, let me paraphrase it. It doesn't seem to me that President Trump embodies any of the four criteria that make up the code for trust and credibility. He isn't particularly caring and empathetic. He's not open or honest. He's not dedicated and committed. And he doesn't really seem to be an expert or particularly competent on any aspects of the presidency. So how did he become president? Well, the answer lies in two of the core principles of effective communication. First, know your audience. If you're inclined to think that President Trump's code score is close to zero, the simple truth is that he doesn't care about you. He's laser focused on the people who find him to be all of the things embodied in the code. And the second core principle is that perception equals reality. And the people who support President Trump do see him as being caring, open, dedicated, and expert because they perceive him and believe him to be supportive of the policies they support as well. They also think that he's been successful in implementing them, or at least in trying to implement them. If you remember in 2016, when he ran for president, he promised to eliminate illegal immigration, along with plenty of legal immigration. He promised to restore America's standing on the world stage through tougher trade policies, among other tactics. He promised to follow conservative policies when it came to taxes and federal judges and regulations. And he promised generally to do and say things that traditional politicians won't do or say. And regardless of what you might think of President Trump and the job he's done, and I think I've made it clear on this podcast that I do not approve of him or his policies, it is hard to argue that he hasn't at the very least worked very hard to achieve these policy goals. And in some cases, like taxes and federal judges, he has achieved them. The bottom line is President Trump knows his audience. That's how he got elected in 2016. And his audience perceives him to be an effective leader who reflects their policy preferences. When you look at it all through that filter, I hope you can see why so many people believe that President Trump is, in fact, a very trustworthy and credible person. Now, we're going to find out in 56 days, roughly, whether his strategy is going to win him a second term. I sure hope not. And if you agree with me, please get out and vote either before or on November 3rd. As always, thank you to Jim Cirillo of jimmyimgroup.com for the original music. Thanks to C.C. Snetzinger for the original podcast art. If you have any questions, please send them to wtswtgt at gmail.com. And please follow us on Twitter at wtswtgt. Next time, we're going to take a look at the D in the code, or dedication and commitment. I hope you'll join us. And until then, always be positive. Brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.